Father, we just pray. We thank you, Lord, uh, to call you and, and, and you answer what a powerful place and position to be. And Lord, we just we call out to you in areas of our life, Lord, that we are receiving your answer. We don't want to talk as a method of saying, I need your answer. You said, if you call, I will answer. So let us talk and speak in such a manner that the answer has arrived. The answer for those who are believing God, believing for you to touch, save, and deliver, you've answered. Or financial areas, you've answered. Healing, you've answered. Uh, just restoration and relationships, you've answered. And I call, Lord Jesus, and you answer. And you came to my rescue. Lord, rescue us from restlessness about things we've been praying about. And with the, uh, with the receiving, you've answered. That takes up so much pressure and takes so much weight off the body of Christ to know that our God will never leave us or forsake us. We bless you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for the message and ministry that you have your way. And we receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, and if, if you guys didn't, uh, it's not on the all staff email. We, I did send out an email about the funeral arrangements for tomorrow uh, for, for Abel Luna. Uh, his son and his daughter are here tonight. Uh, but it'll be tomorrow at 10 a.m. at the Cook Walden Funeral Home in Pflugerville. Um, and so I'll be officiating that service. And so if, if you're able to come out, great. If not, you know, just send us your prayers for strength. You know, we. We take those. those. Those are good. Amen. And just want to make sure we're a blessing and, and get, bring forth comfort, tough times and trouble. Amen. Um, tonight, you know, uh, you, you got, how many of y'all got some really positive friends that you can call that'll uplift you? And now, now, now hang on a second. Let me, st let me stop you. Not folks who won't tell, won't be honest with you. You know what I mean? You got those sugar folks. 
And then you got real live uplifting friends. How many of y'all got some of those? Uh, you got some of those? Okay, yeah. Because you got some people that'll just, you know, just sugar, sugar, sugar all the time, which is, which is okay, but some, you know, they'll leave out the truth, right? It, it, you'll be right back there again. But then there are those who are just positive. Now, the other side, how many of y'all got those people that are just negative? No matter what you say to them, they're negative, right? And you got to ask yourself, why do you keep talking to them? You're know, like, well, because I'm married to it or it's my family or whatever. And so some folks, I can't get around it. How, <laughs> however, you know, you don't have to unwrap that gift, okay? We, we have that saying at our house as well, just because someone gives me a gift, that doesn't mean I have to open it, right? And I don't have to unwrap your negativity that can stay wrapped up as <laughs> I don't have to open that gift. And so tonight we'll talk about word of mouth. We're still dealing with faith. I, I guess we're going to deal with it the whole year about faith and defining faith and having faith in God. And once you put your faith in God, he saved you from eternity of hell and gave you eternal life. And now use the faith to have a life here while you're on earth. Amen. And, and being able to bring people out. And I'm thinking even more now with people's mind being so uh, messed up and so caught up and, and so many things that are going on. As, as a church body, you know, we need to walk with a strong and sound mind and praying God to, to bless our minds. So place the word over your mouth, all right? Uh, sometimes you can put your hand over your mouth, but usually that's after you've already messed up. Most people don't start out that way. That's usually afterwards. And Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20, it says, with the fruit of a man's mouth, his stomach will be satisfied. He will be satisfied with the product of his lips. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Uh, Father, we just pray. We thank you. We bless you, Lord Jesus, that I give your words, not mine, that we honor you in this message. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, again, we can dismiss sticks and stones or break my bones, but words will never hurt me, right? And the Bible says, Life and death are in the power of the tongue. That means I have the ability to actually shut you down by words. In fact, there are bruises that have gone away, but words that have remained in people's lives forever. We know kids who, won't, who can't even get up and function because maybe there was an, a parent or an older person who told them they would never amount to anything. They never hit them. They never touched them. But those words kept ringing anytime they tried to do something. Here in Proverbs in 18, Proverbs 18, it says, death and life are in the power of your tongue. I have the ability to kill something or bring it to life based on what I say. If you have low energy, maybe you're killing it by what comes out of your mouth, right? Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I, I want to I give life. I want to have life that comes out of me. And so now, if you just start to go through your little uh, thesaurus of word or this dictionary, encyclopedia, how often are you speaking life over something and how often are you speaking death over it, right? So is, is, is my relationship life? Do I speak life about my job? Or am I complaining about it so much? No wonder I stink there. It's a corpse. 
So it's what we want to produce in it. If I can't find any good thing to say to my wife, if I can't ever encourage her, I'm speaking death to the relationship. Wouldn't it be dumb to never compliment, never encourage her, and then wonder where the magic went? Right? It died on the table. She likes encouraging words. And whether I admit it or not, so do I. Right? In Newsland's men were like, ah, you don't have to tell me. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Because death and life are in the power of the tongue. If I need, she needs me to have life in some areas of my life, I need to be encouraged in that direction. I need direction. So uh, they can set into motion generations of life-giving power, or it can set into motion generations of curses. You've seen someone who acts like uh, things that have been spoken over them. Is even I presented to you guys the things of the one side of my family that was a that was crime filled part of my family, and they start telling me at a young age that I would be able to be an assassin or a hitman because I was crazy, and I began to take on that crazy like I crazy, and then when I got into fights with people, I'd be like ah like because they had spoke that in existence, so I must be crazy. Right? I could do crazy stuff. And I knew I had an audience that approved already. You can say enough over your kid long enough, they will believe it. You tell them they can't learn. You tell them that they're, they're non-functional. What's wrong with It'll start to happen. It'll start to function. So here, I want to make sure that we understand if death and life are in the same mouth, in other words, you can praise God today and then tomorrow be down if you allow it, which means I have to be willing to, I have to put some stuff in there, right? In order for me to speak good, I got to have good in there, right? And we, we even said that in Luke 6, 45 on Sunday, that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. If the heart's good, the mouth is going to speak good. If the mouth speaks good, we're going to be doing really well with how the mouth has spoken. So I am satisfied with the product of my lips, right? If someone says something negative toward you, that's their product. Only way it becomes your product is if you start repeating it. What, did you say I was, and then you repeat it, now it's your product. I say just keep moving. That's not who I am. The enemy loves that. So imaginations can be cast down. You can, you can have a thought pop in your head, cast it down, but the minute it comes out of your mouth, it's not just affecting you, it's affecting everybody that heard it. Right? Now, honestly, if you said everything you thought, you'd have a lot less friends right now, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. A lot less friends. You probably have some people chasing you, uh, cutting your tires. Uh, so, but because you cast down that imagination, because once words get out there, it, it's, it affects. It, it's powerful. It's something that is said. And, and, and Jesus is really clear about watching what we say. Uh, people that speak from a broken heart are announcing confusion as a way of life because those words are starting from different points in the heart. Like someone who speaks, and, and it usually goes like this, right? Uh, it usually goes like, I will never, right? They got the will, and then they put never behind their will. I will never love again. I will never trust again. And now that's because there's an art of confusion because God never told us not to love and he never told us not to trust. We've set into motion 
confusion through the word of mouth. Then when we find somebody we want to love, we don't know how to love because we've set an emotional life attitude of not to love. When we want to trust somebody, it's hard for us to trust because we've set that into motion, right? Kind of words that are coming out. So when those things come up, our words are either horrible tasting medicine or they are a dessert, like dessert, like dessert. The, uh, you know, y'all, mouthwash is normally, to me, is tastes good, the mint flavor, right? Can we could say it tastes good? This product they've given me for this issue I got going on tastes so bad that even after I rinse, it ruins my taste buds for other things. Like, I can't taste it. That's why I don't take it to nighttime, right before the bed, right before going to bed, because I want to eat up until then. Right? Can you imagine not tasting the Oreo? Having an Oreo cookie, and, and, and it's there. It looks Oreo. I see the white. I see the cream. And yet, there's something that I've had in my mouth that ruins the taste. I don't care how positive you try to be afterwards. If you say something that you don't ever apologize for, you've ruined the taste that comes from your mouth from that point on. You have to clean that up, right? This stuff is, is, is gross. In fact, the next time someone comes around you, they'll be afraid to taste what's coming out of your mouth next, right? In fact, they may not even want to hear it, right? Uh, Isaiah chapter 3 verse 10 says, we will eat the fruit of what we've been doing, okay? So the fruit of what you've been saying is through your actions, Right? And then the actions cause you to eat the results, right? You ever had your parents say this, don't write a check, you can't, there you go. And they was talking about all kind of stuff. <laughs> you, about to, you about to put something up there you can't pay for. All right? You, <laughs> if you talk back, you can't, you don't have enough in the account to talk back to me. This is what we heard. So then you think about it, if I'm eating the fruit of what I'm doing, uh, and those who love it will eat its fruits from the death and life and the power of the tongue. Some people love death, that's why they eat the fruit of it. Some people love life, that's why they eat the fruit of it, right? They love seeing failure, they love seeing things happen, because then they can say, I was right. Right? And said, I knew it wasn't going to work, I said it wasn't going to work, I'm right. Right? And they love to eat the fruit of it. Here the Bible is saying, change those words so you can start eating the fruit of life. Isaiah 3.10, you'll eat the fruit of what you've been doing. It works like this. If I call those things, we eat the fruit of doing and we do the fruit of our saying. We do what we say, we eat what we do. Okay? If I'm eating what I do, I do what I say, I'm filled with what I do. What they say, what you eat is who you are. Eat it today, wear it tomorrow. Right? You eat people's opinions, you're going to wear looking for their approval. You're going to look for it. You're going to look for it. We'll, we'll, we'll dress like people that we want to approve of us. And, and so, and, and God has said, man, speak my word. It's better to have my approval than anybody else's, right? Change the root of what you say, and you will change the fruit of how you live. If the root of what I say can change, the fruit of what I'm living will change. If we have no fruit in our relationship, I need to come home with something positive, and she needs to come home with something positive so the fruit of this can have life. 
and quit saying things like, I wonder where we went wrong. Well, it never went right. The root was bad. Bad root, bad fruit. Good root, good fruit. Amen. Thank you all so much. I'm so glad you're here. Y'all are awesome. Uh, in James chapter 3, verse 5 to 10, and, and, I mean, and if you've ever met someone who talks too much, how many of y'all know people that talks too much? Okay, and I'm a person who talks too much. And I have to catch myself, right? Because I'll just, I love to talk, right? Men, men generally not talkative. Ladies can get together and just talk and fellowship. And I'm not going to say anything mean, ladies, but men, y'all just have my back. They can fellowship is what we're going to call it. Ladies are friendly. That's why it's a fee to be around them. We're both males. One has a fee. Costly. However, when you talk too much, you identify who you are. If you're saying good stuff, you identify as a good, good thing. Amen? You say negative, you identify as that negative thing. All right? In James chapter 3, verse 5 through 10, it talks about running your mouth, basically. All right? The living. It says this, even so, the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindles. Has your tongue ever got you in some big trouble? Absolutely. It's a little thing. Compared to the size of your body, this little thing in here has caused some issues, right? It's little, right? Little stuff matters. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. Man, this thing is rough. However, the same thing can have such loving, kind words come out of it and can be used to say some great things. How, and then, again, back to it can set your whole life to hell. All right? I, I can go out there and say the wrong thing. Right? And men, if you've ever done this and went up to someone, you thought they were pregnant. It's a bad deal to tell that lady that. Especially when she's not. For every kind of beast, listen to what the Bible says about our tongue. Every kind of beast and of bird and of serpents and of things in the sea is tame, hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. This thing is tough. If you've ever tried to make yourself not say something and it came out. You can't even tame it with, you can't just sit there and go, I'm not going to say it. And that one thing crosses your path and there it is. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. By the way, it was your tongue that confessed and you asked Jesus to come in your heart, by the way. So you understand why the enemy would want to use it as against you because it was the greatest weapon that used you to get off of his side. Right? Therewith, bless we God even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceeded blessings and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be. This is a great way to use your tongue. Just don't use it. Silence can't be misquoted. 
I love how y'all are doing it. I can't accuse you of saying amen. I, I really can't. I can't. I can't accuse nobody of it. But when you have people who's got blessings and cursings coming out the same mouth, that's the author of confusion. Because I don't know what day you're going to love me and I don't know what day you're going to hate me. And God is saying, I need you to get your mouth right so we can know that, that where you're walking in the direction that you're going. And one day you're praising me, the next day you're doubting me. One day you believe me, the next day you don't have any faith at all. One day you believe you can move mountains and the next day you can't even believe you move yourself. It has got to, God is saying, you have got to speak the word over yourself daily. Speak the word through yourself daily. What you do daily will determine what you become permanently. Speak the word. We have to be Bible speaking people, right? Encouragement. Encouragement comes from God. If you believe God loves you, speak about the word of God so you can spread that love to others. So probably one of the hardest addictions to overcome is speaking negative about something and some people. Hardest addiction. Hardest, especially if they're living it right in front of you. And God is like, don't say it, don't say it. And, and there you are right in the middle of it. Hardest things to stay out of conversation. So it's the overcome is, is shooting off at the mouth. And it doesn't matter if it's about yourself or someone else. However, once the poison gets going out of your mouth, once it gets going, the goal is to destroy everything in its path. But Jesus, which is the word as well. Isn't that cool? That John 1.1 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So he says, I need to get a hold of that thing that's capable of creating a hell and creating a fire and creating evil and say, if you speak the word, which is me, out of your mouth, that thing which once created fire can create power and love and create an atmosphere for you to use it to bless others and not curse others. Right? Now, and I know you're sanctified now, but you probably used to could say some words. You probably used to could go off on some people. I'm using used to, used to like you've grown out of it. You've, you've been mature enough in your Christianity to used to. Right? When I see people that knew me before pastoring, they say, remember when? And I just black out right in the middle of them talking. No, I don't. <laughs> They go, no, you used to could talk and say stuff about, you know, it's like, and I was like, mm. but they were right. I was using my gift in the wrong house. My gift was designed to help people. My gift was designed to be a blessing. My gift was designed to direct and correct and help and, and bless, not curse and put down and make people feel ashamed, which is what I was good at. I was good at that part, good at, at, at making someone feel less of a person. And the lesser they felt, the lesser I felt. Because in order to be little, you have to be little. You know, I, I couldn't get that small unless I became that small. So to put someone down, I had to already be down. I'm just trying to bring them down to my height. All right, I got to make you, and anytime someone's trying to pull you down or make you feel bad about yourself or, or say negative things about you, it's because they're already down there. They want some company. But if you just stand there and just, that's not me. I don't know who you're talking about. All right? If I want, we want ourselves, if I want my wife to stand up tall, I need to speak tall things about her. 
and speak tall things to her. If she wants me to stand up tall, I need her to speak tall things to me. If we want our kids to stand up tall, we need to speak tall things to them and encourage them. If you want your faith to stand up tall, you got to speak to it. Your faith is weak because it hasn't been fed. There hasn't been any fruit in it. It needs some fruit. If I'm going to eat the fruit of what I'm saying and I'm going to live the fruit of what I've been doing, or I'm going to eat the fruit of what I've been doing and, and, and saying it's going to create my actions, i got to change what I say. And it's tough, right? Because if you've ever been around someone who's an addict, and let's even take smoking, where someone says, I'm going to quit. I'm not going to do another one. And I, don't, I don't even want anybody's information. If you've ever said you're going to stop something and that day you said, this is the day I stop, and you messed up later on because that's all you thought about. <laughs> Because you set into motion the thing that was already stronger in you. The Bible says your tongue needs spiritual power to be controlled. It needs spiritual power. It means, God, I need you to work with this. I'm tired of my kids hearing me praise you at church and at home. I'm the most negative person there. I need some help with my spiritual (laughs) mouth. So Jesus is the word. He's also the healer of poisonous words when his word dominates our speech. I I can't begin to tell you when coming to Christ how many negative words. Now, I remember them, but I don't remember them as an association to who I am. But I can't begin to tell you how many negative words Jesus took out of my life and replaced them with the word of God. Man, all the negative, every dead relative, every one of them that died, every death, everything, I got saved in a place called Happy Texas. I couldn't miss. I could not miss at a youth camp in Happy Texas. I got saved, and and God delivered words that have been spoken of me, negative things, dirt things, playing baseball in a racial climate, all those things that were said no longer existed. They actually can be talked about without there ever even being anger because I know God took them away, right? So in order for the words that have been spoken over you, and even if it's words that even now you're at this age and you're not amounting to anything, you should be further along. And God has said, no, I've got you. I'm a supplier. You have not failed. I've got blessings for you. I've got overtaken for you. I got, you're an overcomer. You're victorious, and I better be careful because I'm almost about to preach Sunday's sermon, and that almost happened. Please forgive me. Your tongue is the poster child for us not wrestling with flesh and blood. It means that you're fighting with something greater than what's in front of you. Spiritual power. What is it that you look at and speak negative about all the time? Maybe it's your health. Maybe it's your motivation. Whatever it is, don't look at that thing the same way anymore. Begin to cover it with the Word of God. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 35 through 37, I love this. It says, a good man out of the good treasures of the heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak... They shall give account thereof in the day of judgment. Every word. Every word. That's why we repent daily. 
Every word. Every word God did. All of them? Yeah. Then I need to, we need to clean the slate. Right? Even in traffic, every word we have to give an account for. For by the words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Right? We know Romans 8 1 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So by my words am I justified, by my words am I condemned. We also understood at the beginning of this faith journey that we took on that Jesus uh, justified us. And what that means is he justified us, he took away our sins just as if it never happened. That's what justification is. So by my words, if I'm justified, all the negative words I'm spoken, when I start speaking the word of God, it's just as if they never happened. Amen? Justified is the most powerful thing. This poster child of my tongue. And remember how you used to be. And remember all the East words. And, and this is why you can see someone who turns completely around in the things of God. And you can tell whether someone has come to God and turned around or whether someone has come to God and needs some more help turning around by what comes out of their mouth. Peter, the way he got that little girl to quit believing he was with Jesus was when he started cussing. And she goes, oh, well, then not. You couldn't be. You couldn't be. He was like, oh, I know not the man. She goes, you're one of them. You got the same skin color. You've been tanning out there at the boat with him. We know this. Oh, I know not the man. The third time, well, one of them was the cousin of the person Peter just chopped his ear off. You don't forget the man that chopped off your cousin's ear. He goes, I don't know who you're talking about. That last time Peter started cussing, she go, nah. That right, thank you. You're good. A good way to disassociate yourself with God is profanity. Wow. It's peaceful. Look at the Bible. He starts cussing. She goes, I'm so sorry. Surely you're not. Right? It reminds me of the, the person driving on 35, and, and I, this is a joke, I believe, and, and the policeman pulls the person over. There's a lot of traffic and pulls the person over, and the person wasn't speeding or anything, but, but the, per, the policeman pulls the person over. The person's like, what, what did I do, officer? He goes, uh, I, is this car stolen? The lady goes, well, no. He goes, it must be. You are flipping people off and cussing them, and it's got Jesus stickers all on the back of it. This can't be yours. Surely not. You stole this car. So a lot of times we've been pulled over by what comes out of our mouth, especially when we know what's in our heart. The possibility to say the godly thing needs to be there, needs to be spoken, needs to be acted upon. Let me say it that way because it's there. So we know that Jesus justifies. And so we, we now see the same description towards speaking godly things out of our mouth as we do as being changed from death to life. Death to, what's killing your dreams? What's killing your vision? What's killing your pursuit of the great things that God has in store for you? And nine times out of 10, you can go to a mirror and find it. It's a heartbreaker. What happened to saying godly things? You know, I watched uh, uh, my biological father just couldn't say anything nice to some of us. 
not all of us, those of us who had joined into the party and was going to act the way he acted, but those of us, he just couldn't bring himself to do it. You know, and, and I remember trying to get close to him. I remember showing up in my, my first baseball game for, for I was playing at college and came over there to show him. He go, what you got on, a jogging suit? Now, to his credit, they didn't make suits in my size. <laughs> my baseball suit was rather big. The number was down here. And to tuck it in. It did look like I had been dressed for something other than a game. However, it would have been nice for him to just ask. And I think that's funny now. At the time, I thought, I really wish I could kill you. I really wish I could kill you, but you would kill me first. I remember thinking that. That's 18. That's a bad relationship, by the way. It's not good. I'm glad God healed it before he went on to be with the Lord. I'm glad God restored it. So, so I let his actions change my words. And as, as I began to speak them long enough, I began to act like what had been acted toward me. Right? So we got to forgive people. Got to forgive. Some of y'all got some teachers that said some stuff that was jacked up. Got to forgive them. And hopefully they went on to welding or something they can do underwater, uh, not in front of people. So it is important that our kids hear words so that they can move forward through your words from the word. They got to hear words and they can move forward through your words that are from the word or from the Bible. They got to be able to move forward. How do I get my kid motivated? Speak motivation. How do I get my kid motivated? Act motivated. How do I get them to quit fighting and yelling at each other? The, the first time my parents heard me curse or cuss, let me say it, whatever way helps you, um, some stuff fell on me in a closet. We were getting ready for school and these books fell off and I said a cuss word. My stepfather's 6'10". He was out in the front yard. The window was up in their bedroom. Why? Why do people do such things? But it was crazy when he came in there and like he's so big. And his belt was so big. And he said the dumbest thing to me. Were you, I don't even know how you, where you hear stuff like that? Well, about the fourth quarter of the Dallas Cowboy game, when you're cussing out the TV. That's usually a great learning ground. When Roger Staubach is trying to bring him back and you're cussing out the coach for getting him in that situation. We picked up a few then. There were other times, but don't act like you've never done it in front of us. And then shocked that I could repeat it. Wasn't it amazing how our kids pick up our bad stuff faster than they do our good stuff? They're so wonderful. Love them. Thank you, Jesus. And, he, and from that day forward, he, he vowed just not, he would not do that again. He hasn't. Hasn't, hasn't done. His tongue was, t but he was a quiet person to begin with. Now that other part of his other half, his wife, that's a work in progress. So from the word, as if, as if the mistakes never happened, as if the negative thing never happened. So make the Bible, make, make the Bible's forgiveness come alive to them through you with your faith words. 
okay? We're going to make forgiveness come alive. Amen? I want you guys to bow your heads. Just pray for you. I don't know if you're in sales, if you're in business, if you're in teacher. I know Teresa's a teacher. These faith words that you're going to be able to resurrect some students that no one has been able to reach. You've got to use this great power that you have on the inside of you. Well, Father, I just pray for each and every person here. Heads are bowed and they're just seeking you, Lord Jesus, that, Lord, we need those right words. Maybe we got a friend that's out there that it just don't seem to hear, just can't seem to get it right. Maybe you got a friend that's caught up in a relationship and you're saying, you're pointing out evidence after evidence of how bad that thing is and they can't seem to, seem to see it. But as God begin to deal and heal your tongue, you'll be able to speak healing and restoration. Maybe you just can't bring yourself to say, I'm sorry. Can't bring yourself to say, it was my fault. Struggle with the intimacy of, of encouragement and saying, I love you and, and just being affectionate to those around you. Come on, God wants to heal inside of you right now. Just because you've never heard it, just because you grew up without it, doesn't mean God can't do it through you. He wants to use you. He wants to use your words so that others may come to know Jesus in a more powerful way. God, we got those that we love. We got those that we, we are completely direct fellowship with that just seems to not be able to hear. But I think this is that day that I receive from you the ability to speak faith. Not become preachy, not become nagging, but speak a word of comfort that will quit making each other feel guilty, quit making each other feel uh, condemned, but we're going to have words of life. Words of life. I need to hear words of life. If you only knew how hard I worked just to hear you say I appreciate you. If you could just muster up a thank you. If you could just muster up something. Amazing how much healing would take place. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed. If you're in here and you've never confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Saying, I, I want to be born again, and I, you've never done that. We just want to pray with you. We don't want to embarrass you. People's heads are bowed and their eyes are closed. They're praying anyway. If that's you, I want you just to raise your hand so we can just pray with you. Awesome, awesome. We're in the house. Well, Father, I thank you. We've made the greatest confession of all. And if that confession with Jesus has turned our life from, from, from the grave to, to life and from death and hell to heaven, we thank you, Lord Jesus, you can use our words to speak to those that we're close to. You may be thinking of loved ones. You may be thinking of coworkers right now that God's wanting to use you. They will only talk to you. They won't even talk to people. They won't even step in a church. But God wants you to be their living Bible. And Father, I just thank you for each and every person here receiving that anointing and walking in that gift. In Jesus' name, amen.